Okay, hi guys, and welcome back to Make Today Count, the podcast that brings you inspiring conversations with remarkable people to help you get the most of every day and build an effective personal brand across your business, life, and everything in between. Now, I've been listening to you guys um, that have had comments on the podcast and people that I work with day to day in my photography business as well. One of the things I always get, especially working around personal branding, is all about putting yourself out there and the confidence to do that as well. I appreciate, you know, it's not for everyone, especially if you've kind of started off in a in a in a business, maybe when you're working with someone else and you haven't been the face of the company itself. Um, but we're gonna dive into that today, and I've got the perfect person to do that in Helen Walker. Helen, how are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. Thanks so much for your time today. Um, like I said, when I uh, kind of um, touched base with you when I asked you to come on, you know, I've been sort of catching up with your, your content for a while and I thought you were kind of perfect for this conversation. And I think, you know, for many of us, um, you know, especially if we're starting up a business for the first time and maybe we haven't been kind of the face of our business, um, it can be really overwhelming. And I know you're the perfect person to speak to because you work with with people doing this sort of stuff every day. Um, but for people that kind of haven't come across the work that you did before, can you just give us a little bit of background about you and kind of how you got to doing the work you are doing today yeah of course um so i'm helen and i run this is helen walker and it's all about changing the way you think and the reason i have this business i, I kind of um i said not fell into it but it was kind of a natural path for me because when i first started coaching i'd always worked in like hr and recruitment and um kind of that kind of side of personal development And when I started coaching, it was kind of an obvious step to do career coaching. But what I found, and when I was working in recruitment as well, what I found was things that stopped people getting what they wanted, i.e. the perfect job, um, promotions, etc., wasn't a lack of skill or knowledge. It was how they thought and the story that they told themselves. And I have always been fascinated by the way we think and why we don't do the things that we really want to do and and what it is that really stops us. And it's always our thinking. I've never, ever come across a client who hasn't had the ability or the knowledge or the ability to go and get that knowledge. That's never been the issue. It's always been they're telling themselves, um, I can't do it. You know, I'm I'm not good enough. I can't create that kind of success. So whilst I was doing career coaching, more and more, it wasn't, look, this is how you apply for a job and this is how you create a CV. It was getting their mindset on board. And that's how I kind of ended up doing this because it was a, it's the same journey that I've been through. Um, because when I tell people, this is what, you know, I'm a confidence coach. I help women in business become more confident. Um, and when I tell people, I used to be painfully shy you know, I wouldn't say boo to a goose. I certainly wouldn't do anything like this. And if you follow me on Instagram, you'll see that, you know, I do kind of daft reels and dress up and dance about and stuff. I would have never done that. Never in a million years. But what I've done is changed the way I thought about things, changed the way I thought about myself, which has increased my confidence. And that's 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 how I've ended up specialising in this particular area. By my own uh, my own journey... But, you know, seeing where people are struggling. Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, for those people that aren't sort of 
what they deem as naturally confident. You know, I just want to sort of talk about that because, you know, for some people, I'm the same and I sort of grew up, I was a quite a, a quiet child and, and, and didn't really sort of come out myself, I guess, till, till later on in life. Again, similar to you when I kind of found what my passions were and realized that there was more out there than what I, I, I believe there was at the time. Um, but we all, you know, for those people that are in that situation, they always maybe look at other people and say, well, oh, that person is, is confident or that person isn't so confident. What, what do you deem as confidence? Because I think there's lots of different facets around what that means and it's different to different people. But what, from the clients that you've seen, what does it kind of mean to be confident in, in kind of day to day, do you think? Well, you're absolutely right. You know, confidence is, is different for everybody. And it's always a question I ask when I start working with anybody. I'll say, you know, what what does confidence mean to you? Because for some people, it's having the confidence to leave their nine to five and start up a business. For others, it's the confidence to do a Facebook Live and, and go and find their first paying client. For others, it's to speak on a stage in front of 500 people. So it, it really depends where you are, where you are in your journey, and what you think of, of, of confidence. Um, but you know, confidence is something that can be learned, and we, we forget this. We we think that confidence is some kind of like personality trait, or, or you know, something in our DNA, and and we're actually all born confident because if, you know, if you think of, uh, I've got two small young boys. Um, They have no trouble telling me what they want. They have no trouble getting their needs met. They don't worry about failure. You know, if they're trying to walk and they fall over, they don't care. They they don't care about what people think. They just get up and, and, and get on with it. So we're all born confident. But what happens is over time and the experiences that we have and um, you know, the environment that we grow up in and, and the influences we have in terms of people in our lives, that dictates how confident we are. And we, we learn certain thinking habits about ourselves in terms of the kind of person we are and how confident we are and how much we can achieve. So we learn all of that and then that determines really, you know, are we a confident person or are we not a confident person? So it's not fixed in any way, shape or form. We're, we're, we are born confident, but we kind of, life knocks it out of us a little bit. But this is all good news because... We can relearn it. We can totally relearn the skill of being confident. And that's exactly what I teach people, how to be confident. And it's not about, um, you know, fake it till you make it. It's about changing the story you tell yourself up here. It's un- un- unlearning all of those that years of conditioning and things that you've been told about yourself and how the world works and what success is and all of that stuff. And it's unlearning that and reprogramming it. Yeah, I think that's really interesting. And I think for people that that could be a kind of a new concept to many people listening in the fact that maybe they've grown up and they've always thought that they, we have confident people and we have not so confident people. And they thought that um, they, they look at each other, they they kind of revere what they have and what they're able to do and think, well, that couldn't be me. Um, I've always been like this, so I imagine it to be the same as well. Is that quite common with the people that you work with, that kind of thought that, you know, I'm kind of stuck in this way and there's no way I can kind of sort of push out of it. Yeah. I'd say it's the biggest block um, for people to, to change mm. because you've got to believe that it's possible to change. So a lot of the work we do in, yeah. in, when we first start working together with, with a new client is giving them that sense of control back. Because, you know, if, if, if we say, 
well, I'm just born like this and this is how I am. And, you know, you're giving that control away. But if you go, do you know what? This is, this is totally in my control. I can be whoever I want to be. I've just got to learn the tools and the skills to be able to do that. I've just got to change the way I think, which sounds really difficult. Like, change the way I think. Like, what? It's actually really, really simple. It's just that we are never taught these tools. I mean, I think we should be taught these tools in school. I mean, I think they are more and more now. But, you know, when I was at school, we didn't, we didn't know about yeah. confidence or self-belief. It was don't boast, don't show off, which all of these beliefs and things that we hear influence how we are, how we show up in the world, how confident we feel, how we feel about ourselves. Because, you know, we're told to sit down and be quiet and children shouldn't be heard and uh, should be seen and not heard. And all of these things that we hear kind of chip away and, and at our confidence. And the result is we think we can't do things that we can do. You know, it's funny, isn't it? We don't see it as like a kind of, if we think of a practical thing that we want to learn, we would kind of accept that, you know, if we want to ride a bike, we learn how to ride a bike and then we're able to ride a bike. But for those kind of innate things that kind of internal to us, we just, I think for many of us, we kind of see them as something that's kind of born. And while some people like this and DNA derives, if you're going to be like that, so I think that's really interesting that we don't see it in that way. Um, You know, the last two years have been, you know, very challenging for a lot of people. Um, you know, maybe they've been working for someone and they've decided to build their own business or maybe they've um, started to go off in a different direction. How do you think people's confidence has kind of shifted or has it shifted over the past few years through COVID and, and through everything else we've been experiencing? Yeah, de- definitely. Um, I mean, my, my confidence just took a knock. And again, I, I think it surprises people oh. when, you know, I'm a confidence coach, I'm a mindset coach. And I say, you know, I have imposter syndrome and I suffer with bouts where I feel unconfident. And people go, but you surely you should have everything, you should have life sorted. You should not be confident, uh, unconfident. And I say, this is not how, this is not how life works. This is not how we are wired. We have to really work at it. And, you know, every kind of new challenge you have, it brings new gremlins, as I call them, like, you know, mindset gremlins. So... The last two years, I think if you hadn't been impacted or, you know, taken a bit a bit of a knock, um, you know, you, you could question, um, you know, are you human? Because I think, I think it's impacted everybody in some way. You know, we, we've all had to kind of dig deep and, and really kind of push through. But, yeah, absolutely, you know, the, the last two years, not being around people, you know, we are social beings. We're not designed to be hidden away in, in the house and never see anybody or, or just see people on, on Skype. We're wired for connection. And all of these things are really important because they do impact how we see ourselves. Because when we are, when we go out in the real world, we see real people. But when we are at home, we see Instagram and we see Facebook. So we see this curated version of everybody and it looks like everybody's having a perfect life. So we're sat at home watching the news, watching Boris's updates. We're getting more and more depressed, more and more anxious. Then we're seeing the world being perfect and we're not feeling perfect. Um, And there's still this, um, I don't know if it's a British thing, I don't know, but but to keep it inside and that stiff upper lip and we're getting better about sharing our emotions, but I don't think we're quite there yet. So that's bound to impact people's confidence. 
you know, especially if you are starting a business or, you know, you want to take that next step in your business, you're hearing that the world is ending and, and the, you know, it's this catastrophic situation and our minds like to catastrophize. So they'll take a message that's negative and then it'll spiral and it'll be a thousand times worse. Then you're seeing all of these people who are doing amazing and then you catastrophize. Well, they're doing, you know, they're doing 50 times better than I am. And then you kind of sink into this, well, what's the point? You know, and that impacts your confidence. And it's, it is about your, you know, your environment really does impact how you see yourself and what you believe is possible for you. Yeah. And I think for many of us, you know, when we feel that we need to make a change in any area of our life, and if it's confidence, you know, that as well, there's, there's usually kind of a catalyst. There's something that kind of happens. And maybe if we're in a business, um, maybe we've started a business and that's not going so well, maybe we attribute confidence to maybe the reason why that's not progressing in the way that we should. From the people that you kind of work with or you've, you've had the opportunity to work with, is there kind of been a key moment that they've thought, right, I need to work with someone about this? Or, or does it kind of um, sort of change depending on the situation? On, on their situation I think some people are very into personal development and they just they you know they know that building a business requires strategy but it also requires mindset you know it requires you know having the right thinking because if you don't have, if you don't have the right thinking and you don't feel that what you your dream is possible or that big stretch goal is possible, it doesn't matter what you learn on a course because you're not going to implement it because you, you're, not, you're not going to dare implement it because you've got to be visible. You've got to sell. You've got to talk about your prices. And that's what you learn on a course. And that's brilliant. You've got the knowledge, but you've got to go and put it into practice. So there's that school of people who go, Do you know, what? I know it's got to be this holistic approach. And then there's other people who uh, come to me. This is, this is probably um, what happens the most is that they get to a point where they just feel they've hit a brick wall and they're just massively frustrated because they are seeing other people skyrocket past them. And, you know, they, they, they look at these people and go, but they haven't been doing this as long as me and they haven't got the knowledge and the experience. And they know inside that they have a better offering or they could add more value to their clients. But they hit this brick wall and they go, but I'm, I'm implementing everything I'm being told to implement. But they're not... They're not believing that it's possible. So everything's kind of half-hearted. So they're implementing what they've learned. They're doing the lives. But you can tell on video when somebody's confident or they don't believe in what they're saying or, you know, they're nervous. You can tell that. The, the, the audience can tell and it puts their clients off. Um, so they get to a point in, in their, their career where they just go, right, I've, I've got to get this sorted. I've got to change the way I think. I've got to be more confident. I've got to be more resilient. I've got to be more positive. I've got to be able to push myself out of that comfort zone. And it's scary. I know it is so scary. I do not preach about this stuff. This is the journey that I have been on myself. Like I say, I would not have done a live video. In fact, I put it off for two years in my business. I was like, no, no, I just write blogs. I just write blogs. Video is not a part of my business. But we all know that's how we create relationships when people see us. We're we're human beings. We're wired for for human connection. So two camps, really. 
Yeah. And something you mentioned there about kind of having that comfort as well, because many of us know that we have to do some of this stuff to, in order to progress. Um, but we put it off and we put it off. And like you said, we're there. You put off your lives and say, you know, to kind of do blogs and look for alternatives. Um, what advice would you kind of give people to kind of push through that? Because, you know, we as humans, we go towards comfort and we veer off toward, you know, away from anything that's new or anything that seems a threat at the time. Is it just that you just got to kind of buck up the courage and just go for it and, and just maybe small steps into that? Yeah, I mean, there's, you, you can push yourself and you can just force yourself to, to do mm. these things. Like, you know, I'd advise small steps at, to, to, to do that just to build up your confidence um but you know i have an exercise in my program where it's all about looking at what's in your comfort zone and what's looking what's in your stretch zone um because the more you do things that are outside your stretch zone your comfort zone becomes much bigger and that's all all well and good and, and some people can do that some people could just go do you know what i am determined that here's a list of things that i know i need to do to grow my business to make more money um, and I'm going to force myself to do them. I'm just going to do them until I become confident in them. But for most people, you know, again, it's not really how we're wired. Like you say, we, we, we're wired for comfort. We're wired for safety. Our mind does not want us stepping out of our comfort zone because you, your, your mind isn't designed for you to thrive and for you to be fulfilled and happy. Your mind is there to keep you alive and to keep you reproducing. That's all it cares about. So... This, the, how the situation is at the minute, your mind's quite happy because you're breathing, you're alive, it's doing its job. When you start stepping out outside that comfort zone, that's when your mind, that's when the mindset gremlins come and, and you go, well, can you really do that? You know, are you really that good? And you, you become overwhelmed by that voice in your head and it is so loud that you, you convince yourself that that voice is true. So, yes, you can push on and, and do that stuff, but... The real way to build lasting confidence, because if you if you just push on and do it, something will always come and trip you up. Something will always, you know, it's inevitable. Building a business, it's a roller coaster. There's going to be ups and downs. Something will come and you'll go, oh God, I'm never going to do that again. That's, that's too much. Lasting confidence happens when you change the way you think. We can reprogram the way our mind functions. Brain plasticity. We can totally change that automatic thinking, that automatic behaviour that we have, we can rewire that so that when we are presented with an opportunity, we think about it with a totally different perspective. So how I used to think about things was it might go wrong and what if everybody laughs at me and what if I make a fool of myself and what if I do a podcast and I forget what I'm talking about and people don't like the way I look. It would always be things that would stop me that would be my automatic sub um subconscious thinking and that is the most powerful part of your mind that logical part of my mind that goes yeah but this would be a really good opportunity to reach more people and and spread my message and tell people you know help more people that's the logical part of my mind but that emotional part completely takes over and it means that we don't do the things that we that we what we want to do. So we've got to rewire that subconscious programming, that unconscious belief system. And once we do that, you know, then now I, how I approach things, I go, well, if I forget my words, I'll just go, hang on, I forgot what I'm talking about. Because that's 
what happens in humans. And actually, our mistakes are what make people relate to us because they go, oh my God, that's what I do. That's what I did when I did a podcast. So it's about thinking things completely differently. So my thinking, how I used to think, was very glass half empty. Now it's, well, it's, it's refillable. Like, you know, if we make a mistake, it doesn't matter. That's my automatic default setting now, which means I say yes to opportunities that I wouldn't have said yes to because I was too worried about things going wrong. Yeah. And I think you touched upon sort of imposter syndrome there, and that's that's a huge thing for a lot of people. And we've spoken about that before on the podcast. Um, but also that kind of comparison, I think, as well. You know, like you said before, you know, we've spent two years when we've sort of just been on our screens and, and maybe we've been maybe thinking about starting a business or, or, or progressing in what we're doing during that time. And all we've got to kind of reference is maybe other people that do similar stuff or who we aspire to be like. Um, and that could be a stop for someone as well. That could be a bit of a wall, um, can't it? Because... You know, it's almost that thinking of, well, they're doing that really well. There's no room for me here. You know, how can I be in that space as well? Maybe if they're local as well, you know, that person's already doing this. How can I do it? And from the people that I I speak to when we're doing personal branding work, it's about kind of embracing that uniqueness that we all have and and using that to differentiate yourself. What would you kind of say to that for, for people that are maybe comparing themselves too much and maybe spending too much time just in their own heads about that and not actually kind of moving forward with their their own journey yeah c- comparison is it, is it really is a thief, a thief of joy isn't it it does suck the the joy out of life but we're actually something that that really helps my clients is just knowing that actually we are hardwired for comparison you know that it dates back to you know when we lived in caves where we had to compare ourselves to others because our survival depended on it. You know, if you weren't um, pulling your weight in the group or if you weren't as strong or if you weren't, uh, you know, if you were a man and you weren't as attractive to the opposite sex, you, you wouldn't be able to reproduce. And comparison it was what kept us alive. It, it kept us to a standard. Um, and it still does to some point. You know, you, you can look around and, and see other people that are maybe five or six steps ahead of you in terms of where you want to be um, and use it as a, as, a, as a positive. You know, if they can achieve that, then so can I. But what we've done is, um, you know, we're hardwired for danger. We're hardwired for uh, threats because, you know, your mind wants to keep you alive. So we're always on the lookout for things that could harm us. So instead of looking at other people and comparing in terms of great I can do exactly what she's done. We look at it and go, well, I can't do that. You know, she's ahead of me. I'm a failure. I should be doing that. Um, so it's flipping that. It, it's flipping, you know, y- yeah, use comparison. Use role models. You know, use people that um, you admire who have achieved the success that you want, but use them to your advantage, not to beat yourself around the head with Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, for many people listening to this, they may kind of identify some of these things in themselves and, and maybe, um, you know, think that they need to work on it. But in regards to their own business, maybe if they have maybe started a business or they've had a business for a while, you know, for many people, they might just not un- really understand how elevating their confidence is going to help in certain different areas of what they do in their business. And I think this is something you speak about a lot, I know. Um, so what, what 
I think I want to do is kind of break it down into these three things because these things I think are really imperative when um, working on your business. First one is marketing. So marketing, we've spoken about doing lives and, and using social media, but what do you think the main benefits are of a more confident person that's the face for their business when it comes to kind of marketing? Oh, it's everything. It's absolutely everything. And I suffered so much when I started my coaching business because um, I had so many mindset gremlins that I didn't even realise I had. Um, and I was terrified of telling anybody about my business because it felt like I was showing off and I was boasting and I was getting a bit too big for my boots. And, um, you know, I wanted to be different. I, did, I wanted to, to stand out. And the way I've done that is by using video and reels and, um, like you say, using my personality and quirkiness. Um, you know, I'm a self-confessed geek. I use that to my... Um, advantage in my marketing but if I didn't have the confidence and the self-belief I'd hide away I would simply hide away and I I see it with my clients they are brilliant at what they do you know they change people's lives they have so much value they have these brilliant products but they just don't tell anybody and it's all because of the mindset blocks that they have this story that they tell themselves and it's normally something like well who am I am I am I good enough what if I tell them something and it's wrong? Or what if I make a mistake? Or, that you know, there's hundreds of people doing what I do. Why would they work with me? So even when they do promote things, it's always half-hearted. Because we know, you know, when we are promoting something, we have to, we have to publish it and show it and go live more than we actually feel comfortable with. Otherwise, you know, no, nobody knows about it. Because what, what is it like? I mean, they say you've got to see something seven times before you're even going to buy I'd say it's like 27 times more. Um, so we have, to, we have to promote our stuff more than we actually feel comfortable with. So if you're lacking confidence, that line of where is too much isn't even, you know, it, it's nowhere near where it needs to be. So if you don't believe that you are good enough, you are just, not, it's, you are just simply not going to promote your stuff in the way that you need to. And reach as many people as you need to. And also when you, you know, if you do show up on lives, when I look back at my first lives, it's it's obvious that I'm terrified. I'm like, yeah, and you, you could do this and you could do this. And I, I don't move. I'm, I'm so rigid. Um, and the only way you can get better is to practice. But, you know, you've, you've, you've just got to put yourself out there and practice. But if you don't do them often enough, your audience can see how terrified you are. And... You know, yes, they, they can relate to you and go, oh, she's terrified, I would be terrified too. But if you don't show up confidently believing in your product or service, you're, you're, the person watching won't. So they'll go, oh, I feel so good she's done a live, but actually I'm going to buy that moisturiser from her because she's really, you know, people people buy into people, don't they? You know, you're buying that cream, oh, I might end up like her, I might end up with the confidence that she's got. So it, it, it impacts so so, so much about marketing. Yeah, and I think a common misconception as well is that, you know, many people think to be confident in marketing your business, you need to be sort of overly over the top and vivacious and, and all these kind of things that are not you, where in fact, I think confidence just means you actually doing the thing that you need to do to get you f- moving forward. And that can be done in any way that you see fit, which, which 
which is kind of authentic to you. So if you're a person that's more in, maybe introverted, but you speak really softly and, and intelligently to your to your um, your followers, and they follow you for that fact, then that's confidence yeah. for you. I think sometimes we can get too caught up in what we feel we need to be to be successful, and not using the harness that we have in, within us to to kind of um, speak to the people that are following us anyway because they're there for a reason they, they, they want to hear from you more um and we all know the especially i'm guessing a lot of the people that you work with as well trust is a really big thing when going through a sales process or a marketing process so they need to be able to trust you they need to they want to know about things in the background and all this kind of stuff so yeah it's just really about just making that move into it and the, the, the kind of the second thing i want to move on to because it's really closely um incorporated is around sales and uh, you know for, for sales a lot of people just hate the, the thought of sales and um you know I, when i speak to people about sales it's just like it's 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 putting forward what you have and helping them through that conversation to get what they want that's all sales is um but how do you see kind of confidence impacting um sales for the, for the clients you work with um because i'm guessing that they maybe start off that might be something that's a bit of a bugbear for them that that, that, that that they just don't want to do um but how does that really help them when they Again, sort of elevate huge. It, it in fact it's so big i've got a whole module dedicated to it on my program that that's how important it is because i see it so much you know clients will come to me they've got um great marketing material and they've got a great product and it looks nice um and i'll watch their lives you know they might be doing lives but they never sell they never tell people this is how much it costs this is how you buy it never ever sell and the reason why is because again it's the story that we've created in our head about what selling is and I think when we think I I, you know I I ask my clients tell me what what sales is and normally it'll involve like a used car salesman somebody who's pushy or those you remember those people that used to ring you like on a, on a, fr- a Friday evening, you're just having your tea and they're ringing you, they want to sell you something. It's re- they, they won't put, you know, they won't let you get off the phone. Is that image, that pestering and intruding? And I'll say, that's not sales. You know, sales is not making somebody buy something. That's bullying them into buying it. You know, that's not, that's not the end result you want. Selling is just passing on some information. You know, it's changing the way you think because a lot of people will say, I don't want to sell because it's pushy and it's desperate. And if my product was any good, it would just sell itself. And I say, well, look at people like Apple and Sony and, you know, all these big companies. They sell. They don't rely on you just hoping that you'll go and, and, you know, and these are products that people stand in a queue for. These are products that people want, desperately want. But they still promote them. They still sell them. They still tell you how much it is and how you buy it. And that's all it is. And it's it's flipping the way you think about sales. Because actually, if you have a client who's got a got a problem, um, let's let's say, let's say they've got a really bad toothache to make it like really simple. But you've got the cream that takes away that pain in an instant. And you've got somebody who's saying, oh, I've got a really bad toothache. But, you know, it's, I'm, I'm uh, not with my kids because I'm in too much pain. I'm missing out with my kids and I'm not in my business. So I'm not making any money. And you have this cream and you go, oh, God, I, I could give her this cream. But I really don't want to be pushy. And she might think I'm needy and desperate. And if, she, if it was any good, she'd just find it. I mean, it's ridiculous, isn't it? You'd go, oh, my God, I've got this cream. Put it on your tooth right now. 
just just rub it on five minutes it'll all be, be sorted and um, if you want to if you want to buy one this is where you buy it and this is how much it is go get one now because it'll take that toothache off straight away that's all selling is you know i say to people you actually sell all the time you just don't realize it you know if somebody says do you know a good pizza joint to go so you say oh i, I really know a great pizza shop um, they do this amazing pizzas, reasonably priced. This is where it is. In fact, get the number 72 bus and it'll drop you off right outside. That's selling. You're just passing on information. What they do with that information is up to them. So if they go to the pizza shop or they use the cream or, you know, they buy your product, that's up to them. It's a no... It doesn't mean that you are rubbish or you are not worthy or you are no good. It's just they've decided, actually, they prefer Indian tonight. And they've they've made a different choice. That's all selling is. And when you think about it like that, and you take yourself out of the equation, and you take the emotion out of it, and the, I'm not good enough, sales is really easy. I love sales. It's just a conversation. You know, I I get so excited when somebody will say, I'm not um, progressing in my business, or I'm not making the money I want, because I just feel like this. And I'll say, this is what you need to do, and you can change the way you think. Some people go, oh, no, no, that sounds too scary. I'm not, I'm not interested. Some people go and work with another coach because they go, oh, yeah, that sounds good, but Helen's not my, she's not my vibe, but, but she is. That's totally fair enough because there's another tribe of people who go, do you know what? I love the way Helen does this. I'll go and work with, with Helen. So take the emotion out and just flip what you're telling yourself about what sales is. Easy. <laughs> And I think also, you know, when people sort of feel bad, when, when, when people feel bad about selling as well, you know, after having this conversation, it's kind of like, you know, you, you have this service or you have this product, which you know can solve their problem, like you just mentioned. And it's kind of, it's your duty to, to share that with them. Um, and it's almost worse if you don't, because you know that you have something within you or a product that you have that you can help them. And if you don't do that, surely that's worse than, than trying to help them. You know, that's, that's, um, I think, you know, that's, that's really important to remember. And off the back of that, I know something that's really linked to that is kind of around kind of money mindset. And I know this is something that you speak about as well. How important is that whole mindset when you're approaching anything? But importantly, when you're in, maybe you're coming into a sales session that you have that kind of money mindset tuned into where you want to be again it's everything i think you've picked the three most vital things because you know if you if and and it's more about you deserving you feeling deserving of that money i find a lot of people think well they undercharge massively undercharge and again i'm not preaching about this because i i used to undercharge massively and I've done so much money mindset work to, to, to flip that thinking and to really think that, do you know what? Um, there's a, another money mindset coach, Denise Duffield-Thomas, and she says, she has the mantra, I serve, I deserve. And I ta- I've taken that on board because absolutely, you know, I'm spending all this time producing all this amazing content, all these amazing training programs. I am going to be rewarded for it fairly. And I think the problem is is again, it's the story that we tell ourselves and it's the conditioning, the thinking conditioning that we've had that, you know, depends what what kind of environment you grew up in. But a lot of people grew up in the the environment that, you know, people like us don't earn that sort of money. Um, This idea that, you know, rich people are greedy and and if they've got, uh, you know, amassed a a big amount of wealth, then they must have done it... um, 
you know, some through some illegal route or, you know, it can't be legit. And it's these ideas, this story that we tell ourselves. And again, I've got a whole module based on money mindset because it's so important. It's about looking at the stories that you tell yourself around money, um, you know, not deserving that or um, feeling like you're ripping people off. And this idea that money is this kind of a fixed thing. So if, if I pay you, then that's it. Money's gone from me and you've got the money and I've got nothing. And it's it's changing the way you think about money, that money is just an exchange. Money was always designed to flow around. It's just our mindset gremlins get in the way and we go, we've got to, we've got to hold this because we don't know when the next um, the next amount of money is, is coming from. But when you change it to, do you know what? I've created this product. Um, I've got my mindset in the right place. I'm going to go and promote it. I'm going to tell people about it. I'm going to sell it. I'm going to price it accordingly for what it's worth. Um, then if I'm, if I'm paying you, I'm getting a service from you. I'm getting something back. It's just a different form of energy. You know, it's photographs or a brand shoot or face cream or whatever it is that you're you're buying. Or, or of course, you're getting that knowledge, which means then you can plow that into whatever it is you're creating, all of that knowledge, and then you can create more money. So the money is always designed to flow around, but our money blocks stop it, and it, we, we become scared of emo- We become scared of money, and we attach so much emotion to it. And that's, that's what, we have this kind of lack mentality and this fear around what money is. And when we take that fear away and see it for what it is, it's amazing how money starts showing up because you're not, you're not afraid of it anymore. You know, what, what you focus on, you get more of. When you focus on this lack mentality and not enough, guess what? That's what happens. When you focus on, and this is not wishful thinking or daydreaming or I just want to be this... You've got to put action in, but when you ha- when you project that that idea and that vision and that dream out, and this idea that do you know what money just flows, it starts flowing. It's amazing what happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think also you know with, with any sort of personal development, what we see is that once we kind of start to work on one area of our life other areas kind of all kind of come in as well you know you mentioned about that and that kind of snowball effect whereby you start to tweak one and other areas have come i'm guessing because i've experienced this myself and i'm sure you have and probably your clients have as well um what other things have you seen kind of shift for people i'm not just talking about business but i'm guessing you know in their family life in their personal life in their health it's it's quite remarkable isn't it how moving one thing can just shift it's it's amazing and i can say this from my own experience and, and sometimes when I'm doing my marketing I go people people are not going to believe me you know I, I'll say this is what will happen in your business and you'll make more money and you'll grow faster and then I start talking about the ripple effect of, of what else will happen and I've seen it I've seen it with myself and I've seen it with my clients that it impacts everything so because you are fulfilled and you are meeting you you know your dreams are starting to happen you know you're making the money you want your business is thriving you're working with ideal clients that you absolutely love you're in a completely different state your thinking is completely different so I've noticed that um I have a much better relationship with my kids because I am mentally strong and 
have the confidence and the resilience and look at life completely differently before I, you know before I started all of this mindset journey and this thinking transformation because I don't get stressed I don't you know I've got much more perspective in life um, you know when they won't put their shoes on or I've asked them to put their coat on for the 28th time you know I don't snap and I don't lose my temper you know I don't want to give the illusion that I'm this perfect parent and I never I never shout because I do we're all human but it's much less I have a much better relationship with my partner because I'm in a much better place mentally there's less arguments there's less bickering you know it still happens because we are human but you know better relationships with my friends I feel more connected to my friends I have more adventure and excitement in life and life just feels much easier because I'm not worrying I'm not living in my head overthinking things all the time you know when my business when I kind of pack my books up for the day, you know, and, and kind of business is closed, that's it. You know, I'm not thinking about it. Okay, you have ideas and things you think about, but I'm not worrying about it. I'm not overthinking about it, which means you're just far more present for daily life. So it, it impacts your entire life. It's amazing. Yeah, so I think for a lot of people that are kind of, um, you know, maybe they, they've been listening to this today and they feel like they want to kind of progress with their learning more around their confidence, maybe for their business or maybe even in other areas of their life, but they just don't know where to start, I guess, you know, and um, perhaps if they wanted to start to go alone first, small steps or maybe teaming up with a coach, what would you kind of say is a great first place to kind of start um, for doing this kind of work? journaling and it's such a simple technique it's completely free you can do it whenever you like and it's so incredibly powerful and I say this all the time about you know things that have completely changed my life and journaling has been one of them um, and it sounds a little bit too good to be true like we just journal every day and that like transforms how you think well actually yeah it does and I just I'd split it down into to two parts so Every morning, start with it with your journal. Have a dedicated journal just for this this exercise. Um, so have a look at what your what story are you telling yourself. We've got to uncover the mindset gremlins because they're the thing stopping you from taking action. They're the, they're the thing that are stopping you from feeling confident and full of self belief. So unless we identify what they are, we can't change them. So start each day and write down. I call it a brain dump. So write down how you're feeling. What are you telling yourself? Um, you know, look through your diary and have a look at what's coming up. So there might be, you know, a meeting that you're worried about or a, a phone call with a potential client, a sales call, or you're doing a Facebook Live or you're, you're doing a, a, a podcast or something. Think about it and then think, what fears am I feeling right now? And then go a step further and go, what, what story am I telling myself? What's creating that fear? Is it that I'm not good enough or I might mess up or people might think I'm daft or I'm not an expert, all that kind of stuff. Write that down so you can understand what's going on in your head, the story you're telling yourself. Because once you've identified it, some of them you'll kind of go, well, you know, I can't believe I was telling myself that. Like, let's just change that straight away. Some you'll have to really work on. Um, but at least you've, you've got a starting point. Then you, then you can look at how you reprogram those in your mind. 
And when we wake up, we, are, we, we expect our mind just to be switched on straight away and be ready to be in peak performance and deliver all the stuff that we want it to deliver. But it's like an athlete, you know, you wouldn't expect them to go and run a personal best if they'd not done any warm-up. And our mind is just a muscle. And we've got to warm that muscle up. We can't just expect to sit down at our computers and be like, right, I'm going to write the best promotional piece I've ever written in my life. Because you've just woken up and the only thing that's really functioning is that survival mechanism. So it's we're designed to look for, for, for um, things that are going to harm us and, and things that are going to be a threat to our emotional and physical safety. So we're always we're looking for, well, you know, comparing and I'm not good enough. And that's the part of your mind that's switched on. That's wide awake. That was awake before you even woke up. So we've got to switch that executive centre on, that logical thinking that... We, we, where we want to be making decisions from. We've got to warm that up. So in your journal, write, you know, what would the ideal me look like? So how would I respond? How would I think? How would I react? What story would I be telling myself about my ability? You know, that I can do this. And those people who I see on Instagram, they've done it, right? I can do it. Um, you know, if I'm consistent, this is what will get results. What kind of story do you want in your head? And the more we do this, the more we reprogram our mind so that this becomes our default setting, that that's, that's what we, we think of it when we wake up. So the more we, we practice this exercise and do it every day. Most people do this exercise for a week and then go, oh, I've not got time. You know, the kids need breakfast and I've got a meeting. I'll do it later. I'd say do it in the morning because 15 minutes every morning... I don't say this lightly, it will change your entire life. Like, you know, I've spoken to so many people who've done this religiously, you know, people I've worked with, people who I've, I've met who also do this, and it really does make a massive, humongous difference to how you show up and the results that you get. So that is where I would tell people to start, simply journaling, you know, 15 minutes in the morning. If you have to, just get up 15 minutes before everybody else. That's what I tend to do mine. Um, and just just warm up your mind. And why do you think that's so effective? Is it just because you're getting everything out onto a page and you can physically see it? Is that kind of why it's so effective, do you think? Um, well, that, that is that is one, one thing. We, we can see it. We can see the story we're telling ourselves. But what we're actually doing is we're going to get like deep into neuroscience here, but we're actually reprogramming the information that is in our mind. So if you imagine in your mind there is thousands, millions of of neural pathways, if we send information down those pathways, the more we send that information, the stronger that pathway becomes. So if we keep telling ourselves, I'm not good enough, I can't do this, people like me don't earn that money, that's what we get more of. And that, that, um, uh, that neurological pathway actually becomes coated in a, in a substance, which makes it, like, you know, the more you tell yourself, the stronger that substance becomes um, around that, that neuron. So we can do the same. We can, we can flip that. If we tell ourselves that, I can do this, there's no reason why I can't do this. Um, you know, it's possible for me. These people have done it, so can I. The same thing happens so we're actually changing the, the physical state of our mind 
by the stories that we tell ourselves. And people, you know, people like, oh, no, that doesn't sound very true. This is proven neuroscience. This is what neuroscientists teach. Um, That's how our mind works. You know, and I I say, you know, explain it like the gym. If you wanted a six-pack, you wouldn't expect to just go, I'll have a six-pack, let's do some sit-ups. Why have I not got a six-pack? You'd expect to go, you know, for a few months, keep doing that exercise, keep working that muscle. Our mind is a muscle. We forget that, that our mind is a muscle. You get your six-pack. If you stop doing the sit-ups, you stop doing your journaling, that muscle goes back to how it how it was. You know, the old default setting will, will come back. So we have to keep doing the sit-ups. We have to keep doing the journaling. We have to keep telling ourselves and reprogramming that mind because, you know, to, to coin another Denise Thomas Duffield phrase, um, new level, new devil. So as we grow in our business... What, you know, we're, we're stretching, we're, we're stepping out of our um, comfort zone again. That stretch zone begets, you know, we're entering into that stretch zone again. So we get new mindset moments. We get new blocks. We get new thinking patterns that we maybe didn't solve first time around. They've come back. We get completely new ones. So we've got to keep reprogramming that computer with new information about what is possible for us and how we see ourselves. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's repetition, you know. For a lot of the conversations that I have, a lot of these things come down to just doing the stuff day to day. Um, and, and like you say, you just your, your brain starts to think, well, oh, this is happening every day now. This must be the norm, and it just kind of kicks in and and, and pushes forward. For the, I guess, for the people that aren't at that stage yet, or, may, or maybe kind of want to work with someone directly, um, maybe like a coach like yourself. What would you say about? Um, what's what's good to look out for when you're sort of looking for a coach? Because there's, there's lots of people that do lots of different things. Um, in your experience, what's the, the things to look out for when looking for someone to work with, do you think? Yeah, I think that it's really important to find a coach who's on your wavelength, who, um, you, don't have to be, you don't have to be identical, but somebody who gets you, who, you know, all the clients that I work with, um, you know, as they're telling me, what's happening I'm kind of nodding along because I've been through that exact path so somebody who's been where you are now so that one you can see it's possible but they know exactly where you're coming from um and and for me you know a lot of my clients when we're talking about mindset gremlins you know this is not therapy we don't look at like childhood wounds and and you know why they happen and and really get into the, the kind of nuances of them but we do talk about them you know, they do come up because a lot of what we create in our head has been created when we were, you know, before the age of seven and when we were growing up. And sometimes this can be quite emotional for, for people. I haven't had a client yet, including myself when I've worked with my coach, who hasn't cried during a session more on more than one occasion because this is emotional stuff. This, you know, sometimes it hurts, sometimes it's a relief. Um, so you've got to, and, and people, people tell me all sorts of stuff, you know, they... They, there's something very therapeutic in sharing something with, with somebody who understands. So you've got to be able to trust that person. You know, they, my clients trust me with their, with their lives, with their deepest secrets. Things that they haven't told their husbands or their kids or their parents. Um, and trust is, a, trust is a really big one for, for me with, with coaching. Um, so, yeah, somebody who's been, been where you are, somebody who um, gets you and trust. 
And how does this kind of how does the kind of setup of coaching work for someone that hasn't been in that space before? Is it the case that you have an initial conversation, have a chat about kind of what you're looking for, and then kind of you sign up and then you kind of go from there? How does it kind of work for you? So I work with my clients in two ways. So I have a program, um, a six month program where you learn the basics. So you learn all the tools and the strategies. I call it a toolkit for life. So at the end of that uh, program, it's a self-study program that you, you know, just go online and, and kind of do the, the modules. And at the end of that, you've got all the tools to um, manage your thinking and change the way you think it, you know, sort your imposter syndrome out. But again, it's one thing having the knowledge, but it's another thing implementing it and having somebody keep you accountable to implement it. Because our minds are... Cheeky little things, you know, they, our best interests, our, you know, us thriving, our mind doesn't concern itself with, it's just keeping you alive. So it'll try and pull you back, it'll, it'll see that, hang on, you're trying to meddle with, with things here, you're trying to change the status quo, um, here's a big bout of anxiety, doubt, um, which will, you know, procrastination, just stay where you are. So it's my job to keep those people moving forward, so there's a... A group coaching call every every fortnight, which again is there's something very therapeutic and so incredibly powerful about a group of women coming together, sharing their blocks, sharing their thinking blocks, and going, I do that too, and going, oh my god, I'm normal, I am normal. That's the biggest takeaway from every program I do. People go, oh, thank god, I'm normal, just like everybody else. Um, so that's that's one way. And then what people tend to do is depending on you know, what they want to do in their business, you know, how serious they are about, about this, is to do one-to-one coaching. So after they've done the programme, we do, um, you know, really specific, let's get really clear on those really hard-to-identify gremlins, because your mind will keep them hidden from you. You've, you've got these thinking blocks, you've had them for so many years, you believe them to be true, you don't even question them. So it's it's getting more intense, um, and it's just having that one-to-one support to you know to keep you accountable to make sure you do the things that you say you're going to do. Um, you know, if you're going to do X, Y, and Z, it's my job to make sure you do it. And you know, you're not listening to these mindset gremlins. You're doing the work, and you're taking action anyway. And that tends to be a, a three to six month program. Yeah, so that's great because, you know, for some people, one is going to be a better fit for others when they're sort of coming into it and, and kind of what they want to achieve. So, yeah, it's great to kind of understand um, kind of how that how that works. Um, the podcast is called Make Today Count um, because the, the purpose of it is that, you know, I want to get people into conversations maybe they haven't been in before. Um, and then off the back of those, be able to take some actionable steps that next day um, to kind of get them on track for where they want to be. So if, for someone listening to this who feels they want to, um, you know, take that next step. What is one thing they could do tomorrow? And I'm guessing I know the answer to this from your previous question. But would it be journaling? Is that would it be the first thing you'd sort of say people get involved uh, with? Absolutely. Yeah. If you yeah. do nothing else, because I know not everybody can afford yeah. to work with a coach. I couldn't afford to work with a coach when I started out, and it's a bit yeah. of a chicken egg situation because you know you've got to get rid of these blocks, mm. um, but you can't afford to to work with anyone. So I'd say definitely do the journaling. Um, and I also run loads of free challenges as well in my Facebook group, A Cup of Confidence, um, for people that can't, you know, 
they can't afford it or you know and it is a big investment you know it is a big investment so for people who want to see what it's all about we've never really done coaching before or don't understand how you can change the way you think or just want to experience that a little bit more firsthand I run loads of challenges I've got one coming up next month April Powers um which is all about how to change the way that you think and that's completely free but journaling is the best place to start if you do nothing else just do a brain dump of how am I feeling what fears have I got what story am I telling myself perfect and where's the best place to kind of get you would it be on Instagram or over on the website or where's the best place for people to connect Instagram is definitely the best place to catch up. You can see all my quirky dancing and all my quirky reels. You'll find me at This Is Helen Walker. Perfect. Wonderful. So, guys, what I'd like to do at the end of each of these episodes is, is finish off with gratitude. And, you know, Helen, so grateful for your time today. Um, you know, from looking at what you're doing with your clients and your lives and that kind of stuff, you're really making a mark in the world for the people that need it. You know, there's lots of people out there, maybe they've come out of the last two years and wanting that boost in their confidence to take themselves forward. Or maybe they've always felt like they just needed a little push to get them in the way, you know, from the from the coaching that you do, from the lives that you do, you know, you're doing such a fantastic and important job. So I just want to thank you um, for thank the work you. you're thank doing. Thank you for inviting me. I've really, really enjoyed it. No, wonderful. Thanks, guys. Um, so, guys, if there's been things in this episode that's really resonated with you, both Helen and I would love to know what those things are. And you can find us on, over on Instagram and you'll find all the um, the links in the show notes. Um, but we want to know, what has been that light bulb moment? Was there something that really surprised you in this conversation um, or something that you really want to share with us? We'd love to know. Um, if you haven't already done so, obviously, if you want to subscribe, you can do that wherever you find your podcast or over on YouTube and also just leave us a review it enables me to get these sort of conversations out out to a further audience for a wider audience um and that's really helpful so again helen thank you so much for your time today and until next time i've been and until next time i've been rostine this has been make today count and i look forward to seeing you soon take care bye-bye